Josh, I feel like I'm coming at this with a little bit more energy than you. Honestly, you know, sometimes you just got to take a minute and take stock of how good life is. And I'm just sitting here with this hot cup of calf listening to my good friend serenade me on a on a federal holiday. And I'm just taking it all in, my man. Wow. Um, just taking it all in. Josh, your therapy with Dr. Nystrom is really working out for you. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't thought, know what that reference is. I thought that after we watched that trailer and our ideas were blatantly stolen from us, and John Favreau used multiple ideas that we just posed openly in, you know, one of our classic chips and dip parties, that yeah. you'd be a lot more upset than I would. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I am upset. I'm trying to move beyond petty kind of resentments. It's not It's not good for me. I don't think it's good for the pod. You know, I still have those feelings, but I'm trying to look on the bright side. I have the moral high ground. Um, John knows what he did, and it'll, it'll, it'll come back to get him. It'll come back to get him, and we're going to— we're going to go through this trailer and, and kind of point out uh, everything that we came up with and everything that was changed to become legally dissimilar to what we came up with. It's it's not the first piece of Star Wars lore to be inspired by something that we threw out there just kind of having fun at a party with movers and shakers. But it does it is the one that is the um, sneakiest, you know, usually people will immediately go, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Are you doing anything with that idea? And we'll go, well, no, we're very busy. And then they'll say like, well, could I, could I take that idea of um, freezing Han Solo and Carbonite? Do you think I could do that then if you're not going to do anything with it? Like, yeah, George, go for it. Of course. Of course, George. And it's another thing too is franchise. this isn't the first time he's done this, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like this is the first time he's actually done this. And one of our ideas hasn't been a joke because we knew this was coming too. Mm-hmm. Um, because classically, if you're um, a big Po Boys fan, um, you've read our autobiography, um, Rise to Stars, the Po Boy story, um, you would know that we were the inspiration for the movie Chef because we were mm-hmm. just talking about, oh, wouldn't it be really cool if, like, you know, this person had to reinvent themselves in a food truck? And John Johnny F did not see us laughing and mocking him, mm-hmm. but he just went with that stupid idea and uh, it almost ruined his career. Unfortunately, it didn't ruin his career. Um, and we were a little bit nicer this time as we were talking about ideas, knowing, you know, as two swole swole boys and Star Wars influencers that this was going to make the trailer. So we are going to talk about in this episode today, the various things that were inspired by us directly when we're watching this trailer. Yes, but keeping in mind, of course, that I'm in, we're, 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 you know, we're rising above this. We are calm and serene. We don't, we don't, we don't do this whole thing anymore. We don't, we're not gonna, not gonna sink to his level. Um, that being said, before we do this, um, 
this episode will come out on Thursday, the day before this episode comes out, I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, really? To see the Doughboys. Oh, come on! And I will be wearing... No! My Poe Boys t-shirt. Oh, good, good. And I have been um, emailing them. They request sound drops for their show. And I've been emailing them sound drops. Those sound drops are horrifying. Yep, one day we'll play it on the show after. Um, so I've been sending them emails. Um, the one host likes the Patriots and Nintendo, so I sent them an email a while ago that said, Gronks, Pats, Mario, 20 days, Justice is coming for Doughboys in D.C. Sound drop. Uh, now I have a, an email queued up here. Mario, Tom Brady, Go Pats, Boo, Episode 7, after Labor Day is Tuesday, after Tuesday, Justice for Poe Boys. And the body of the email is hashtag Rogue One Character Contest. You can't hide from your sins forever, boys. September 4th, Washington, D.C., hashtag Justice for Poe Boys. And I just went ahead and sent that. Um, and I'll probably follow up tomorrow and the next day with emails kind of counting down. Uh, Please don't do that. We'll see. Hopefully they'll play my drop at the show. So, Oh, my yeah, gosh. Tomorrow I'll send an email that says, tomorrow... <laughs> Justice for Poe Boys, and then uh, tonight, Justice for Poe Boys, and, and I'll wear my Poe Boy shirt, and I am meeting them after the show. It'll be so easy for them to escort so, you, um, for security to escort you out. Just don't make a scene when you take out, like, four or five dudes. It's hard for me not to because I am so big and so strong, but I'll try and I'll be quiet about it, and I'll, you know, don't fight it, don't fight it. So, this, uh... This Doughboys feud, one way or another, may be coming to a head in a few days. You won't hear about it for like two or three weeks, but it's coming. It's coming. And that, listeners, is called a tease. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, When you have a big, big podcast like ours, um, Mm -hmm. you have these multiple projects ongoing, uh, multiple storylines. And this is just one of those. So, um, yeah, speaking of multiple storylines, yes. how's that Apple TV of yours? Um, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Um, as you know, listeners, I did get the Apple TV. Um, you know, I got all of my various apps on there. Um, I'm not going to really. the Criterion channel on Apple TV? I think you can. The what channel? Criterion channel. I mean, you got to pay for it, but. My roommate actually just got, um, he downloaded Plex. Uh, do you know what mm. that is? No. Um, it's basically where you like illegally download movies and stuff. And it's like oh, every, cool. it's like every movie. Um, it's very classy. Yeah. I mean, he's just a class act guy. Um, but for some reason, the entire, um, filmography of Jason Isaac, um, who, as Poe Boy listeners would know, I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, he was my favorite part of Rebel Season 1. Um, he famously yeah. played the Inquisitor. And Grand Inquisitor. he has been in just so many great movies. Um, he's mainly a TV actor now. And he was in this show called Awake. Josh, did you ever watch it? I watched a few episodes with you, I think, in college. Okay. I didn't finish it but it's by brian fuller who did hannibal which is like my favorite 
Oh, man, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that show, um, I won't get too deep into it. Um, I thought I was going to be able to watch it because it was a one-season NBC show. It's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's You have to buy it on Amazon. But, um, yeah, thank you for asking. Wow, this these sessions with D- Dr. Nystrom are really working out for you. Moving on, um, let's just get into the heart of the matter. Um, this episode is our coverage of The Mandalorian. Yep, 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 yep. Which, as of now, as of this, the, the trailer for this came out a little less than two weeks ago, I think, at, uh, at D23. It came out D23, um, August 23rd, um, as of us do, recording Friday, this episode, Friday, Friday, yeah. um, it has 16 million um, views, which... Almost 17. Yeah, it's getting up there. Um, I'd imagine when we do the episode um, seven one, uh, episode 9 one, that'll be a little bit more, but, you know. I don't know, though. The episode 9 one is... We'll get to it, but that's like a five or six minute thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a longer video. This is... A minute and a half. That being said, it's a jam-packed minute and a half. I don't feel short-changed. Even though I've seen, like, a full seven minutes of Mandalorian. Was it seven minutes? But, oh, it was a while, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. But yeah, I think we're, we're you know, it's kind of early. Um, you know, my uh, my Sigo is asleep, so we're not going to be uh, hollering through Po'boy Theater here. We're going to be, like we said, kind of dissecting this um, scene by scene. Sego walking through. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Walking through and pointing out things we came up with that John stole. Uh, not for the first time. Probably not for the last time. You know, you build a career on lies. You got to find more fuel for the fire. But yeah, um, I have it pulled up. I'm at zero and zero zero. How about you, Pete? How are we gonna start this off? I guess we just hit play at the same time and then just sporadically say pause. Okay. I mean, this is like the popular um, Pod Save America. Okay, stop. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Please don't buzz market other podcasts. Uh, Ready? Okay. And play now. And stop. Um, (laughs) So, as you know, listeners, because we just said it and we've talked about it multiple times, um... Our ideas were stolen from us and then thrown into this trailer. And when you first see the um, first scene, all you see are stormtrooper heads, stormtrooper helmets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the funny story about this is Josh and I um, were um, flown. Um, Oscar wanted us there. There's this um, little charity benefit for the tots um, at Skywalker Ranch. And Josh and I. We're talking to Big um, Big George, and Josh, I think it was you, maybe it was me, um, we were just walking, and then um, one of us hit our foot on a start on a Stormtrooper helmet, and mm-hmm. we were like, why are all these Stormtrooper helmets? Let, can't we use these for something? You know, like, <laughs> maybe background in between episode six and seven, where, you know, it shows, like, the Stormtroopers are gone, and it's kind of yeah. brutal. And Big George was like, I just got like a million of these. Um, oh, I just got. Oh, I just got. I just have a million of these. 
Um, so that's kind of the background for that. Um, yeah, and then if we go ahead and you ready to play again real quick? Yeah. And then pause again? Yeah. Okay, so play. Uh-huh. And, and then there's a foot. Keep going, pause. Okay. Oh. So we have these Stormtrooper helmets on pikes. You seeing this? Yeah, you looking at yeah this? I am seeing this. This is pretty much a blatant word-for-word ripoff. Um, Pete and I had gotten flown out by Kathy to go to this um, winter solstice charity event for the environment um, that they did in Iceland not that long ago, and they made up um, this outdoor bar to look like Hoth, or as Big George calls it, Hoth. All right, come, calm down. Mm-hmm. And we're there, and we're talking to Big George, and we're enjoying um, protein shakes. And I'm drinking these protein shakes, and I'm like, gosh, I wish I could you know, drink more of this protein at once. That's just not enough mm-hmm. to keep, you know, me so small. And I made a joke like, oh, you know, those beer hats, you put them on, you can put a can of beer on each side of the hat and there's two straws. I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be funny to have this beer hat? And George is like, yeah, oh, we have all these old Stormtrooper helmets and we could put, we can make a beer hat Stormtrooper thing. Oh, I got a and million so of these Stormtrooper like, hats. I have, I put, this, this feels like pretty much like John Favreau was in the bushes overheard me talking and this this feels like a pretty blatant rip off of that idea um and I'm very upset about it but I'm keeping that in so this feels like John was was snooping and he I was my clearly snooping he was clearly snooping yeah it's pretty gross it's pretty gross so um ready to hit play yeah I'll hit what so just say like three two play. okay three two play all right so we have very spooky them just shoving it in, Lucasfilm, um, mm-hmm. and then we have okay. Pause. <clears throat> yep. Do we have uh, a name? Do, do we have a name for the the ship? We do, but I don't remember. Here, um, the name of the ship is the Razor Crest. There we go. Because um, I think it's Bosk's ship. It's called the Hound's Tooth. So I remember the name reminded me of that Razor Crest. Uh-huh. Um, I had this idea for this show called Firefly, and there was a ship in it called Firefly or something, and they pretty much just took that verbatim and put it in here. Uh, okay, ready to play again? <laughs> three, three, two, oh, three, two, play. Yeah. So this um, stop, and you see this scene where they're in a desert. It looks like a junkyard. And a little known fact about this, um, we famously were given an early tour of Galaxy's Edge. And so go back and listen to that episode. We were taken through the sideways to get there because of our celebrity. And Mm -hmm. we actually were in. And that is a word that you pronounce that way. Celebrity. That is. um, And we were basically through all the refuge and. just like the scraps of building Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if it was you or me, I think it might have been me, and I was like, wow, this looks like a crappy Tatooine. Is this Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> and so if you look at these scenes, they're actually filmed at a Disney park right by all of their, you know, just scraps and stuff. 
Um, it, mm-hmm. it saved them. You know, people talk about the go- cost of this movie. The, the sorry, the cost of the show. The cost of the show that actually mm-hmm. didn't cost them anything. Right there, you had it. Because famously, when you're building a theme park, you build kind of everything um, in the whole world. You just build everything that you could possibly. You build, you know, aquarium for a killer whale, and you build ships mm-hmm. and roller coasters and water slides. And then after you built everything, all of the options, then you pick a few and you use those, but the rest you already built them, but they're kind of there. And that's just traditionally how you do a theme park. So they had all of this. And is that, is this ship on the right here? Look like a scrapped U wing kind of, I can't really feel like it could. Well, it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's, yeah, it seems it seems a little too big to be like a Y wing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. No, yeah, I don't. Um, and then this gate here that he's walking through um, is famously just based off of I um, am very flexible. I can touch my toes and I kind of do that like this. And then I think they just kind of were like, "Hey, that looks cool," and they took it. So that seems very invasive, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's just a little bit behind the scenes production wise. Um, Mm-hmm. Typically, you don't. There's not a crossover between theme parks and TV, um, but you know, uh, we are innovators. So, yes. all right, um, hitting play in three, two, one. So we're at a bar. Mm-hmm. Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers, friend of the show. Um, okay, stop. So, Carl Weathers, um, he's a big get for this show. And we're never going to get the credit, nor do we want the credit. But Carl Weathers is actually on the Po' Boy fitness plan. Um, Right. The the Po' Boys, Warrior Boys, Fight for Your Life. And he um, he loves it. Um, Yeah. He really puts I mean, he's he makes us make changes. Yeah. you know, part of the yeah, he's, he's very constructive feedback. Part of you know the fight for LA five k is people come after you while you're running the five k, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, he actually stopped to physically fight them, and yeah. we lost a couple uh, people here and there because they were not willing to fight. You know, Carl Weathers, um, yeah. and so he was because lo- part of the five k is that people will chase you. And part of it is you will chase other people. Mm-hmm. And you switch on and off. You know, it's like push day, pull day. And, you know, he loves he loves it. And we're just so happy that we were able to, you know, use some of our weight in the Star Wars universe to help out a good, good friend. So, right. Famously, I was the assistant DP on Predator and I've known Carl um, since those days. And we've been very good friends. And he had been talking about how he'd love to do some sort of Harry Potter type thing. And I said, you know, I I got nothing there, but here's this sort of vaguely adjacent genre picture mm-hmm. that my good friend George is tertiarily connected to. Um, and I put him into, into contact with Dave and uh, the, the casting director over there, um, Bertha. And the rest is history. Yep. So, um, ready to hit play? Ending play in three, two, one. We've got different planets. That's something. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right, pause. 
Um, Are we? You see this ugly monster? Oh yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> All right. So for those of you listeners that aren't following along as we're doing this, I thought for a second you were talking about um, Gina Carreno. Oh, that's really mean. Well, I was just like, well, when you said stop, that's where I was. And I'm like, ugh. Gosh. <laughs> I, no, I am on the creepy Is monster that an Elkanot? Yeah, I think it might be. Okay. And then this beast looks like something that maybe shows up on Clone Wars and Ryloth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. That's, that's, that's 100% true. Although it looks a lot yeah. meaner. Um, it looks so n- fun. Um on Ryloth, although that's also because Ryloth yeah. sucks, so they gotta yeah. spice but, um, that up. We were Pete and I um, spent a long weekend at MoMA for this charity event for arts in the schools that we had been invited to by um, Steve Spielberg, and he couldn't make it, but he was like, "Well, I got you know a guy even better. I'll get the Po Boys." And we were at MoMA, and uh, our friend Big George was there, and we were walking around looking at some of the sculptures. And I'm, I've got a very artistic mind, but I can appreciate highbrow and lowbrow, and I can turn those switches on and off at Versatile. At Versatile. And absolutely. And we're looking at these sculptures, and I see this one, and I guess they had some of the guests put art up uh-huh. uh, and bring some of their own art that they made as children to kind of inspire people to... You know, oh, look at what, you know, all these great artists. Look at what John Hamm made when he was eight, and look at what he's become now. You should donate to arts and school. And we're looking at this sculpture, and I'm just like, boy, this is this is just the ugliest thing I ever did see. This is just so dumb and stupid and ugly. And then I look at the nameplate, and it goes like, oh, John Favreau, age 43. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is heinous. Wouldn't it be so funny if you had a TV show and you just put like this very, very ugly thing in it and everybody could be like, Oh my gosh, that's so gross. And George was like, Oh, yeah, that's oh, a great that's idea. Oh. oh, I'm George. And you know, we're, we're talking about, and what do I hear at the tail of this conversation? There's some sniffling from around the other side of the sculpture. And I didn't see who it was, but I feel like I know who it was. And I think this is him maybe trying to get revenge at me because I did rather unfairly shoot from the hip very quickly. I did not check myself. I saw this sculpture. I'm usually I've got more tact Mm -hmm. than this usually, but I just saw the sculpture. It was just a very ugly thing. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be something if you just had this super, super ugly thing? Well, in a movie or TV show, and I think he heard that, and this is him kind of being like, I I saw what you said about the sculpture I made. If I remember correctly, though, you did have more blue milk and protein shakes than you normally do, so let's not put it, let's not put it 100% on you, I mean, there's a biological factor to that, too. That's very kind of you, I appreciate that, I didn't want an easy out, but that is kind of true. And I am noticing now that we have it paused that it looks like there's a second ugly thing next to it that uh, the Mandalorian man maybe shot. Oh, he, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, the the quality isn't super great on mine, so mm-hmm. um, it looks just basically like a little mountain to me. Um, uh, all right, hitting play in three, two, one. Some lady winking. Lady Twi'lek w- winking. And then we got some pause. Uh, Are we at the Death Troopers? 
Yes, we're at the Death Troopers. What? Now look, Death Troopers is not my idea. It's Gareth Edwards' idea or whoever's idea from Rogue One. But I love Death Troopers. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited that there's Death Troopers it's, in this. It, uh, I'm hoping that they speak in their dubstep oh, voices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let me tell you, I'm going to get on my little soapbox uh-huh. here. But like Rogue One, like five seconds into Rogue One, Death Troopers show up. And I'm like, these guys look awesome. And then they talk, and they go like, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever <laughs> More horrifying. Life. And I always wished I could talk in dubstep so that I could reach America's youth better. And then they never show up in Star Wars Rebels forever. But then Death Troopers, they show up in the finale that year. Oh, yeah, with Rebels. Thrawn. And I'm thinking, yes. But they show up, and they never make any noises, and they don't talk. And I'm like, that's the best part. And then finally, in the next season, they show up again, but they got like a voice, like a regular voice. It killed me. And then Pablo Hidalgo's like, well, sometimes they, you know, speak encrypted, sometimes they don't. But like, yo, these Death Troopers better be speaking dubstep. I love when they speak in dubstep. Do we know the time? And we actually speak a little bit of it, because when you go, um, that's actually a calf order um, in the show. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little behind-the-scenes fun yeah, fact. Yeah, we have, like, um, tourist dubstep. Like, if we were in, um, yeah, if we were in, like, a Death Trooper restaurant, we could get by. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're having a like, great conversation, but... Right, right. I'm not explaining Moby Dick to anyone. We can have enough Trooper. to have a lived experience. Um, now, yes. have we figured yes. out, or has it been announced, the time difference between Mandalorian and Episode Six? It's six or seven years. Six or seven years. I don't okay. Exactly. Yeah. Less than Interesting. So, these are. I'm. I'm really curious the background of these Death Troopers, because like, is this like a last remnant of <laughs> the Empire, or are these First Order people? Well. Entertainment Weekly had a really cool piece where they just gave out one fact about each of the characters. Uh-huh. Nothing huge, just one fact. And they're talking about Juan Carlos Vizito's character, uh-huh. um, who is he's, he's from Breaking Bad. I don't remember his character's name, but they're a governor. They're like a regional um, governor. You mean a moth? I think it was a governor. Okay. Right, it could be right. It might, it might be Moth. You might be right. It mm-hmm. might be Moth. But he's, or maybe he described it as a governor. But he's talking about how his character is, you know, an imperial guy who is in control of a section of space or whatever. Um, but then, you know, Death Star 2 gets blown up. And so he's still in control, but he no longer has this huge force backing him. But he still has an impressive militia, I guess, enough to try and kind of retain control, which is very interesting because I think maybe the Mandalorian will get into that and, you know, there being Imperial remnants, some of them being strong enough uh, to, to hold on to control, even without the backing of, you know, a Death Star or something like that. Yeah, and I'm curious if, you know, you'd think that the New Republic would liberate everybody, but, you know, if this is like a Jakku or a Tatooine, probably not, right. probably mm-hmm. not really worth it. Um, so, you could really see them, you know, saying, why would we sacrifice, like, a fleet for a bunch of people that, you know, aren't really worth it? 
Well, and it, I mean, even just beyond that, it could just be that it's, you know, it's a big galaxy and you have to prioritize and it's just not at the top of the list. Yeah. Especially if it's got a force of death troopers, which is, you know, no small task to overcome, particularly if they are speaking in dubstep like they should be. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like, you know, giving the big bully um, their last remnant, even though you know that they don't have the same, you know, pull anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was, I thought that was really interesting. That definitely got my imagination mm-hmm. going. Um, you ready to hit play? Let's do it. Three, two, one, play. Okay, so we got one is. There's one Carlos mm-hmm. Esposito. We got our Mandalorian, on November twelfth. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Got some shooting. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, stop. Um, we're at the IG unit in the eleven. Um, IG eleven and the Mandalorian. Voiced by Taika Waititi. Breaking that door down. Wow, we are synced up perfectly. Um, with this one. This is kind of, um, for a little bit, um, Josh and I were really into making grand entrances um, at parties. It was kind of a, it was a viral thing we were doing, like planking or, you know, whatever. And we had Ice bucket know, challenge. Yeah, and then we just, yeah, uh, yeah, we had this whole thing. And what people don't realize is the prep work we did beforehand. So this oh, was yeah. a Spielberg party. We're in Tribeca. Um, where Spielberg's mm-hmm. currently working on um, the West Side Story. And mm-hmm. we knew we wanted to make an entrance, so we went after hours and basically um, did a little bit of you know groundwork to make the doors easier to break down, and then we just kicked mm-hmm. the door down. Now, to the audience, to this party, it seemed like, oh my gosh, these people just broke a wall to get to this party. Which we could have done, but, you know, our, our might is a little hard to control, and we wanted to maintain the structural integrity of the building, do it smart, do yeah. it safe. So we did and, crap work. you know, not after, you know, the last time that we didn't go through this plant, and we're not going to talk about that yeah. um, for liability yeah. issues. But um, sure. I believe Johnny F. was looking at that, and he was red with rage because he had just announced... He was going to be directing The Mandalorian. And then we come in mm-hmm. and we're like, Poe boys are here, Poe, 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 Poe boys. And we kind of took yeah. all of his, um, you know, all of his fame from in that moment. So, Which, to be fair, is not like on us. It's on the audience. Like, we didn't, dem- like, they could have ignored us, but, you know. We're yeah, really but he also sucks. Everybody knows it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So IG-11, something I'm very excited about because IG-ADA is my favorite Star Wars character. And that same Entertainment Weekly piece, the little tidbit we get about IG-11 is apparently, I'm hoping this isn't a bit on Taika Waititi's uh-huh. part, they're saying that even within the universe of the show, IG-11 is mistaken for IG-ADA. Oh, really? Which I think is hilarious and awesome. And then... Um, in that Star Wars show, they talked to the cast of The Mandalorian. It was okay. It wasn't anything too enlightening. But Taika Waititi described IG-11 as a sort of an earlier Trans Am as opposed to IG-88. So we'll yeah, see. Um, so I'm very excited, though. He, he kind of talked about it as if um, the IG units were like cars, you know? So, like, 
You know, you have right. your Ford that's like your 2000, and now the 2019 is just so much nicer. Um, so this is like an old assassin droid unit that the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is with, I guess, or is it yeah, its own I thing? So. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. They seem yeah, like they do partnered seem partnered up. up. Um, all right, you ready? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Three, play. two, one, play. We got the spaceship again. Oh, I paused real quick. I think we already missed it. But at a minute into this trailer, the ship, uh-huh. the, you know, Event Horizon Crest Wave Toothpaste. <laughs> Razor called, Crest. Um, sure. Is getting shot by another ship behind it. You can't tell. I've tried very hard and gone back and forth and paused a bunch. But that ship that's tailing it looks a little bit like a Mandalorian fighter. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because from a distance, it also kind of looks like the Naboo ship. But I'm like, that ship's massive and sucks. So, you're... Yeah. And they've they've said that the Mandalorian does have a name. Uh Uh-huh. So they have a name and they're not revealing it. And I'm wondering... Well, Steve what, though? Steve Harvey. (laughs) Um, Two. Um... I'm thinking the reason, like, because I'm thinking, what could a name give away, really? I mean, unless it's, like, Fett, but it's not going to be Fett. I don't know. Probably not. Part of me is like, oh, could be one of these Mandalorian surnames that we've come across in Clone Wars. I think it'll be a deep cut to one of that, one of those. Yeah. You know, Ren or Rao or... um, Catan. What's his face? Vizsla. Vizsla. You know. Oh, my gosh. If that was Vizsla's kid, that, like becomes the Mandalorian, I would hate that so much. I just want that character to be gone. I don't know. Uh, As famously voiced yeah, by Don What a terrible character. Um, Alright, all right. so Ready hitting play. play in 3, 2, 1. So we got fighting. IG-11 yep, in action. Giant rifle. Um a standoff where he's like, I'm going to take out everybody. And then, okay, stop. Um, what that bar fight scene, what is that alien? Mm-hmm. It's the same alien that lives in Moncala. Oh, with yeah. the tentacle face. Yeah. I don't remember the names of them. Quarren. Yep, maybe. Yep, I think yep. it actually is Quarren. Yeah. So, um, he is fighting the, he like throws the Quarren into the bar. Um, and then he is it a different Corrin that he drags? Who knows? Um. Now. But he chopped him. Yeah, in half. he did chop him in half. Um. Here, let's stop at the chop in half part. Okay. Um. So this part is we actually can't take credit for it because we're a, a family friendly podcast. Famously, um, yeah. But. Just so you know, and we're not going to get super into the weeds on this. That's the most PC idea the sick, twisted mind of John Favreau um, came up with. <laughs> so if you think, and if you look at that scene, and you're like, "Ah," um, just imagine the nightmare ideas that he's been throwing around. Um, we're not going to talk about it again because we're a family-friendly podcast. But um, and look, when this episode comes out. It's kind of kind of ruined Fabro's day. I think he thinks that we're gonna let him get away with this and not point. Yeah, out this our isn't ideas. a puff piece when episode. It comes out that he took ideas from us. He is going to 
I can already tell you what he's going to do. He's going to lean into it, but he's going to say, you're right. Oh, I did come up with certain ideas, like this horrible idea that this guy got caught in half. That was the po' boys idea, and they're sickos. And I was like, well, maybe a sicko will like this, and I'll put it in, but I don't like it. Don't believe him. This is his idea. He's the He's sicko. a sicko. We have a family-friendly podcast. We are not sickos. We're small boys, very polite boys, we're detective boys. We're very smart and very funny and very charming. We do not condone cutting people in half anymore. Yeah, anymore. Um, and I can already tell... This show, all eight episodes are going to come out, and then there'll be stuff people like and stuff people didn't like. And Fever will be like, oh, all this stuff people didn't like. Oh, that was Poe Boy's idea, and they begged me to put it in. Not the case. That's why we're getting ahead of this story right now. And look, maybe the Stormtrooper beer hat thing, maybe you don't like that. But I'm admitting to I don't know what you're going to think of these ideas. We're telling you what the ideas were ours now. And whether that ultimately ends up good or bad, whatever. But the integrity of this outfit will yeah. remain intact. And I will fight you, Joe Favreau. Um, he knows that. That's why we haven't seen him in a while. All right, mm-hmm. so ready to hit play? Three, two, one, play. Ooh, right in half. So gross. This person, Carbonite. Don't know who it is. I paused. Yeah, um, on... Can't tell. It looks like they have a biker jacket. So on, on. StarWars.com, they have the six highlights. Um, mm-hmm. And we have been going through them... Um, you know, here and there, just a little bit more detail. Um, they they don't say it. They just Star Wars just says, "Oh, do you remember Han Solo also was in Carbonite? <laughs> Welcome to Bounty Hunters." Yeah. So, um, it, I mean, honestly, it does sort of look like Werner Herzog. Oh yeah, <laughs> but because for a while I thought it was that Corrin. Yeah, but it doesn't got tentacles on her face. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to hit play. Three, two, play. Then we see Werner Horzog. Right. It kind of looks like it. Well. No. And then that's that's kind of it. Um. Yeah. And then we have, um, you see the logo playing for the uh-huh. last few seconds. And the A in the logo has the Mandalorian in it. But the Mandalorian is walking forward like mm-hmm. within the logo. Um, and I, of course... Famously, Pete and I were at a garden party that, <clears throat> excuse me, Ron Howard was throwing. Uh, I think it was his grandkids, Quinceanera or something like this. Uh, they all kind of blur together. And we're kind of just sitting around and drinking protein shakes. And I'm like, oh, man, I have a great idea of something that would be kind of really dumb. Is you have a logo, and then within the logo, you have somebody walking towards the screen. You know, it looks like weird and outdated maybe should just be a still image and that would be cool but the fact that the logo is moving and walking towards you looks like weirdly mm-hmm. cheap and like kind of taints everything that came before it in this strange way where you're like oh, I don't know that looks like it's from 1997 or something wouldn't that be a dumb idea and who was at that garden party and who famously doesn't understand when I am not being sarcastic I'm just saying oh John Favreau for everybody <laughs> yeah yeah That's, yeah circle <laughs> So let's that's the end of the trailer. Um, let's get some mm-hmm. quick thoughts, some quick, you know, Poboy exclusive ideas um, about what we think. I mean, I'm pretty excited. It's a good trailer. The music is solid. I'm sure it doesn't reflect what the music will be within the show. It kind of um, the music kind of felt like um, Blade Runner. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've so um, new Po Boy listeners um, that came because of Po Boy Theater. Um, we don't really talk about the Mandalorian. This is probably our longest. Oh, for sure, it's our longest dedicated episode to this. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, so we have not talked about any of the production whatsoever. Um, if you listen to the score, um, the score is going to be composed by Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah, Ludwig Gorenson. He did the score mm-hmm. for Black Panther, and um, he did Creed. Yeah, he, he did, did Venom. He did, he did Solo. No, he didn't um, do Solo. He recently no. Oh no no sorry sorry sorry. He um worked with Childish Gambino. Yep okay I just yeah. misread that. You're right. This is a guy quite um successful and um I the music was yeah, probably really one good. of the top three highlights for me. Yeah that being said we mentioned earlier I feel like it's pretty rare that the composer is actually doing the stuff uh-huh. for the trailer and I yeah like I said I don't I don't think that'll reflect what the show actually sounds like it's kind of very. Modern. I don't know that they'll venture into that after they did a brief snafu in music in an early episode. What well, is Wars. bringing a new voice into it, though? You know, this is not. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been doing really well with um, the composers other than John Williams that they've been bringing in. So I am looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't love the solo score. I know plenty of people who did. I'm not knocking the guy who did it. I think his name is Michael something. Maybe not. That's Michael. Michael Giacchino did Rogue One, but I didn't. The solo score didn't quite grab me. But finally, I mean, every every Star Wars soundtrack that's available on uh-huh. Final and got it. And yeah, I thought Rogue One's score was solid. The guy who, unfortunately, I'm forgetting his name, did the score for Rebels and Clone Wars was really good. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a strong lineage of people following in. William's footsteps ahead of his grand exit from the saga with episode nine. Um, Mandalorian is going to be coming out at the same time as Star Wars Resistance. I think it's only eight episodes, luckily. But I guess Pete and I are going to have to figure out, like, this is a Star Wars Resistance podcast, technically. So we're still going to do every episode of Resistance. I think we might try and do, like, uh, two-part episodes where we split the episode up every week into Resistance and Mandalorian, release them on two different days. We'll see. But we do intend to cover both. It'll just be a busy two months. Yeah. So we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out. Um and it is they did announce it's gonna be week to week. They're not gonna release it's not a Netflix model mm-hmm. release it all at once. Which is I'm I'm yeah. happy about. Um so that Josh, that's actually all I have. Ditto. So um, if you'd like to, um, get at us, um, don't do it in person. It doesn't work out for literally anybody ever. Um, email us, poboyspodcast at gmail.com, at poboyspodcast on Twitter. Um, other than that, have a good one.